Hunting season is here, and the Affordable Building October Special allows you to store all your equipment. Let Affordable Buildings put you in a select building for $100 down. It's time to fall into a great deal. Ask about $150 off on separate options. Shed anchors, shelving, paint, metal roofs, door and window upgrades, or mower and four-wheeler ramps. It's time to put summer away and fall into an affordable building with as little as $100 down. Or choose $150 of free options. As always, go to affordablebuildings.biz for more information. The dust out of your furnace. Winter will be here soon, and Air Care System is ready to service all your heat and air needs. Proudly serving the Fort Smith River Valley area with over 30 years' experience. Air Care System repairs, services, and installs all makes and models and offers 24 7 emergency service. Call 996 9288 or go to aircare1.net. That's aircare1.net to get ready for the change in the season. Welcome back to Spirit of the Outdoors, and on the phone with me right now is my buddy from Arizona, John Stallone. John, how in the world are you? Busy, man. Real busy. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Uh, I'm busy doing a lot of interviewing here lately. Uh, a lot of people got to talk quick before they go out starting the hunting season. Yeah. Yeah, I've been running into the same, uh, same issue with the podcast. Yeah. You know, this time of year, it's hard to get guests on because everybody's busy doing what we love. Yeah. So, I'm trying to squeeze them in. Heck, I did one on the mountain the other day. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, gotta, gotta love technology. So. Oh, yeah. You gotta love technology. Well, hey, what have you been up to lately? Um. Well, I just got back from Utah. I was hunting uh, high country in the Oasis. Like right around ten thousand feet, wow. um, and um, in the process, I was scouting for my elk hunt that I have that I'm going leaving for next week, and um, you know it's all part of a project that I'm kind of been working on. I'm working on a film project called The Season. Um, it's a it, it's a film rooted in conservation. Uh, basically, I'm. I'm I'm telling the story through the eyes of a hunter who's grateful to have these public land opportunities uh, to hunt mule deer and elk. Um, I have uh, three mule deer hunts this year and uh, two elk hunts that uh, we'll be showcasing uh, during this uh, this film. And one of them's a a youth elk hunt as well. It's my nephew drew an elk tag here in Arizona and. you know, it's just a really cool project. I like working. It's a feel-good project, you know? It's like one of those ones you, you, you enjoy doing and you feel good doing it. Um, so that, that's kind of been taking up a lot of my time. Uh, other than that, I've just been real busy with my podcast interviews with the Hunting Masters. Um, that's been going super strong. I've kind of uh, I've stepped back from TV a little bit. Um, not doing the traditional TV show anymore, uh, at least not this season. I'm going to uh, just kind of put out a couple of short films, uh, maybe a couple of short, you know, type snippets for you my YouTube channel and stuff like that, but I'm not actually going to be producing uh, a traditional TV show this season. Wow. <laughs> you may not be able to do the show this, this season, but it sounds like you're going to be hooked up enough. Yeah, yeah, I know, for sure. Um 
Yeah, the show just uh, the show part just takes up too much time and uh, a lot of money, a lot of resources, and just uh, honestly, a lot of it came down to um, it, it really it was just time and money. I I, I didn't want to uh, spend a whole bunch of time out there uh, working working on sponsorships and whatnot this year, so um, I, I've kind of gotten tired of being a a cheerleader, so to speak. I hear you. So, um, I just needed to take a step back. And, I mean, there's a, there's a, my core group of, uh, bosses that I, I, I really believe in and I stand behind. And I, you know, I enjoy, um, sharing that with people. It's just, in order to make ends meet, you have to, you know, bring on a bunch of people. And, you know, it's just not something I want to do right now. Yeah. I hear you there. Sure. Well, so now when you do your mule hunts, uh, is that all going to be in Utah, or are you going to be all around doing them? Um, I have I have one here in Arizona, uh, and I have one in Wyoming as well. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's not going to be during the cold season up in Wyoming. Um, no, not too bad. It'll be like uh, mid October. Um, my Arizona hunt is actually a, a rut tag, uh, in December. So, um, yeah, so, uh, my, my Arizona hunt will be, uh, in December. And it, at times it can be cold, but it's never really that brutally cold yeah. in Arizona unless you're up in the high country and this is a desert hunt. So, um, I don't expect it to be too bad. Yeah, I, uh, went down to Pensacola with the family some this last, summer uh not a beach person but that's what everybody wanted to do and uh it got down to 72 and i thought it was absolutely wonderful i thought those people down there thought they were freezing <laughs> i couldn't believe it. oh yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> it is it is well now you're still doing all your hunting with bows isn't it uh mostly uh several of my so my elk hunt that i got coming up here and in, in, uh next week is it's technically a rifle hunt, but I, I'm going to bring my bow, but I think I'm going to bring the rifle also, uh, just as a backup. I don't usually like doing that, because then you kind of like, it's very easy to talk yourself into having a rifle, but it's a limited draw tag, and I waited 12 years to draw it, and on top of that, the way Utah works is once you draw a limited draw tag, you actually have to wait two years before you can start applying again. Probably can't draw that tag for another 14 years, basically. You know, it's only a week-long hunt. If I see, like, a giant bull across the ridge, I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to just say no. <laughs> I take out the rifle, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, I, 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 typically, I typically am good about sticking to my gun, uh, so to speak, or sticking to my bow. Uh, when I when I do that, so we'll see what happens. I just want to have it as a backup. Um, it's definitely not a tag that I want to go home uh, empty-handed on. Yeah. Uh, um, if I have an opportunity that I feel like it's best for me to just go with the uh, with the rifle, I might I might do that. Yeah. Well, I understand that. Uh, are you going to do any sheep hunting this year? Um. Uh, no. Not unless I have any clients, and I haven't really been. Uh, I haven't really been pushing much. Um, I'm actually uh, 
I have a, I have a client going down to Mexico uh, with one of my guides, but I won't be guiding it. Um, and hopefully this year I'm going to start offering hunts here in Arizona again. Um, I decided I'm going to uh, renew my guide license here. Uh, it's been been quite some time, so I'm going to start probably maybe pushing some of that a little bit. Maybe we'll pick up a sheep client. Yeah. Uh, in Arizona, some people don't realize you could, there's decent hunting in Arizona, and they just don't realize it. Give us a little rundown on, on what kind of guiding you do in Arizona. Um, well, I mean, we have two deer. We have basically three different types of mule deer. Um, we have our desert mule deer. We have the Rocky Mountain elk deer. Rocky Mountain elk deer. Uh, excuse me, Rocky Mountain uh, mule deer and uh, your Kaibab mule deer. So there's, I mean, and, and they don't really break them out like that, but they are a different subspecies of each other. Um, but they classify them all as mule deer. Um, and then we have antelope hunting. We have, of course, we're very known for elk hunting. Uh, mountain lion, bison. Uh, I mean, Arizona. We got both sheep, Rocky Mountain elk, uh, excuse me, Rocky Mountain sheep, and uh, and desert desert bighorn. So there's there's quite a bit of hunting to do, and um, we pretty much got you know once I get her back up and going here, we'll be guiding for we'll be guiding for all that. Uh, the guys that I have working for me and working with me and my and my network of uh, of guides that I've I've been using for you know, last 10, 15 years, um, as a consultant, I, uh, you know, I have a lot of connections. We have, we have really good bear hunting here as well. Um, our fall, our fall bear hunts are probably some of the best. And, uh, two of the guys that I work with here are probably the best bear guides in all of Arizona. And, uh, they, they seem to get it done every year. We, we take Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young Bears every year. Or, so, um, yeah, we do a lot. A lot going on here pretty soon. Um, I don't know how happy the wife is about it all, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm toning down the TV show stuff, but my hunting is probably not going to. It's probably be ramping up a little bit more, to be honest with you. So I'll still be doing 14, 15 hunts a year. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of hunts, but uh, boy, that's a lot of experience too. Yeah, I mean, I, if I don't do it, I go crazy. It's, I have to at least take like a few days every month, you know, and it kind of happens down to that. It happens down to about, uh, I don't know, about 10 weeks a year. Um, you know, and I, I kind of space it out so that I'm always home for a week or two and then I gone, you know, five days or something like that, but it's just something I need to do for my brain. If I don't, I go crazy. Um, you know, I, I, I run several different companies, um, so I'm always working. Always, always, always working. And it's, uh, it, it takes a toll on me, and I, I kind of need that. I mean, even when I'm hunting, I'm working. It's, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, I, I'm working. I'm working for for my hunting businesses, but I also taking like this is a, one of the reasons I don't even do backcountry hunts any uh, backcountry hunts anymore is because I, um, I I need to be connected. You know, I need to have cell phone service. I need to have uh, access to my emails and whatnot because. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been on a stalk, and I'll, I'll get a text message or a phone call from my office, and I'll be like, oh, 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> then, and then just, you know, or take care of stuff like that. It's just, it's pretty crazy. Like I said the other day, I was doing a podcast on, you know, on the side of a mountain. Um, so it's just, uh, just the nature of the beast, I guess. And I, and I try to, I try to make it all work and I try to still have enough time for my family and, and my wife and everything else. So, um, that's the way I grew up hunting, actually, back in New York, uh, for deer, for whitetail. We'd go up, you know, the Adirondacks and whatnot. We'd kind of, you know, we'd, we'd post, we'd sit here and there, uh, you know, on the tree and wait for stuff to come by. But, uh, you know, of course, we didn't hunt out of tree stands back then. But we, most of the time, we'd just kind of walk and stop and look, walk, stop and look. And, uh, you know, that's how my dad shot the yeah. majority of his deer. Uh, that's how I shot my first buck, actually. So, yeah, no, it's a fun way to hunt. It's it's definitely more proactive. Um, you know, I tell people all the time that like people, because people out west don't really understand tree stand hunting, and people out east don't really understand spot and stalk. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, they're uh, they're equally you know, uh, challenging in their own ways. I mean, sitting in a tree stand is more of a chess game. It's not really a physical game. Um, although when it's really cold, um, it's a lot harder to sit in my opinion than it is to walk around and, uh, you know, be moved, you know, be moving. But, um, it's, it's also a mind game, you know, it's, it's sitting there and just like, Okay, dealing with looking at the same, you know, 40, 50 yards or whatever, and, and, and I think it's kind of like a, like a war of attrition, you know? Yeah. As I opposed to, as opposed to, um, spot and stalk hunts more like, um, a physical, a physical sport, you know, something like, uh, like football or something, you know, it, it yeah. takes a lot, a lot of, a lot out of you, you know, there's a lot of hiking involved, you know, you're doing a lot of looking. Through um, high power optics and finding animals, it's a lot more proactive. So it's easier on the brain, but it's harder on the body. And I, um, I hear you there. <laughs> so, but I love it. I love it all, man. I I think it's uh, you know whatever gets me out there. I don't care if that you know somebody told me uh, hand gliding for deer was the next best thing. I, I'd try it if I could. <laughs> Once again, we appreciate you coming on the radio with us. Always a good time, Jim. Thanks for having me. You bet. We'll be back with more Spirit of the Outdoors. Visit us at the Farmer's Co-op. Our mission is to provide quality supplies and services, be the leading agricultural supply, lawn and garden, pet supply, and animal feed store in the community. We carry a full line of farm, pet, and animal health supplies, fertilizer, agricultural chemicals, and wildlife feed. Bulk feed and fuel are available. Visit us at any of our 17 locations in the Arkansas River Valley, Northwest Arkansas, and Oklahoma. Go to todayscoop.com for more information. And remember, we'll carry it to the parking lot and load it for you. 
Mr. Auto Glass at 3017 Towson Avenue can serve all your window replacement needs, including mirrors inside or out. Do you have a problem with your windows rolling up? Let Mr. Auto Glass solve your problem. A local business established in 1988, do you want the highest quality customer service? Then ask for help with your insurance claim or on-site service. Let Mr. Auto Glass serve you and your Auto Glass needs. Call Mr. Auto Glass at 782-4441 and tell them Mr. Outdoors sent you.